Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, in a special episode, we're going to talk about trading. Breaking from format a little bit, we've watched a bunch of the games already this week, and it's actually a key week in the fantasy season. It's a not trading week or anything, but it is when people are tired of being hit in the mouth by the players that have busted on their team. I think most NFL evaluators would tell you that it takes about six game films to really get an idea of who a team is and what they want to try and accomplish. And that's what we have for most of these teams right now is enough tape to say, okay, this is who they are. This is what they want to do. And while some of those things will change due to injury and other factors, we can only go with what we see right now and what we think is going to happen based on that. We can't speculate on injury or, you know, things that we can't know. We can bake those into the prices and say they're a bigger risk than others. But still, we have to go with what we know and we're trying to trade for players that can bring us not only to the playoffs, but then win us a championship after that the first thing you want to do is evaluate your own team. So where am I weak? What players have been killing me? Who do I want to get off of? Who has value? You have to really get a good feel for where you're at so that you can figure out what you want to accomplish with your trades. This isn't trading just for trading's sake. This is trading to try and make yourself better based on what you know about the fantasy season and about these players. So what do you think is going to happen? What would you want to bet on that's going to happen? And what do you think that has been an aberration so far that you think you can trade off of and trade sell high? That's the hardest thing to do is to sell high on some of these players when they've been playing so well. But you have to decide who you believe in and you have to decide who you would be willing to come off of to get what you desire. I mean, today. I traded Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is absolutely going to destroy the Houston Texans this week, but I had to let go of the good player to break loose the players from that team that I wanted. I wanted Mark Andrews and I wanted Ronald Jones as well. And then when I'm taking a downgrade that's slight enough to make it worth my while, I'm definitely into that. And in this case, it happened to be Christian McCaffrey. So let's hope he's coming back healthy. Anyway, so you want to look at yourself. In that instance, I decided that I could no longer hold Tyler Higbee as my tight end. That was a situation that I was bound and determined when I started the day. So you got to figure out where you're at and what you're trying to accomplish. What do you want to try to get off of? And then you start putting, then you start pushing your offers around that. Now people aren't going to take your hot garbage just because you it was drafted in the second round or something, you got to make it worth their while. So you may have to give up someone you like, but as long as you can make your team better, I think you have to be willing to let go of players that have produced so far. It can't all be bench pieces, you know, Hey, take my two bench pieces for your starter. That doesn't work. And those are not successful trades. That's a waste of everyone's time. Now, including one of your benches, bench players into a team that needs it. That's one thing, but don't, sending crap offers just to see if they accept it is not the way to go. And that's not a successful strategy. So you evaluate yourself. What do I need? Then you go out to your league and you see what's happened to these other teams. You know, these these teams had a plan and every plan is great until someone gets punched in the mouth. 
And these players have been punched in the mouth over and over again by the busts that are on their team. And they've moved on. People are dropping T.Y. Hilton. People are doing all kinds of things at this point because bye weeks are putting the additional pressure on them to have to have these players. And they're really seeing how little depth they have at this point. So if you're dealing from a position of strength, that which we'll talk about, that's something you'll look for. You're looking for teams that you could take advantage of because you like their players and you're willing to go forward with their players. So you like Calvin Ridley, you like the way he's been looking. Okay, that's the team you target. You figure out what that team needs and you go from there. Now, once you've evaluated the other teams and you found the players that you want to target, then you look at the other players on those teams, obviously, and then you have to kind of figure out what do I have going here? There's two types of styles. There's the blind trade style and there's negotiation style. I'm a big proponent of the negotiation style, but you don't always have that option, especially in like work leagues or leagues where not everybody knows everybody and there's no communications. You may not have the option to get to talk to them about their players and what they're looking to do too, because hopefully they've evaluated their teams and they know kind of what they're looking to do. Otherwise, you're probably not getting a trade done if it's someone that's not even looking at it at this point because they're just not willing to do it. They're not, they don't have the chutzpah behind them to be able to make those type of deals. So if it's blind, what you're doing is you're, you're trying to put yourself in their position. What would I think I need if I had their team? So try and be them and you put offers out to probably the bulk of the teams if you're trading in a blind league where you're not getting to talk to people or you don't know everyone. So you put it out there, you kind of put the vibe out there and just see what comes back to you. You may get counter offers, you may get a trade accepted, and you just have to kind of put a little bit more work into those type of leagues to really get a feel for what the other teams want. So it is kind of a spamming game a little bit, and you don't get as much time to, you know, make bad off, make, make a low ball offer to see where you have somewhere to go. You really have to kind of put those offers out there in a blind league and really go for it. But you have to go for it often because really it's, that's the hardest way to get a trade accepted is for two people that don't talk to each other at all to get something done and to really agree on something. So it's preferred if you can, you want your league, you want your league to have some sort of group text or you want at least to have some sort of number or some way to get a hold of them. I've been using Facebook Messenger as, as a way to have different contacts with all the different people in my group. And it allows me to take the temperature of those p- players on where they're at, where did their evaluations take them when they looked at their team and you know wh- where do they trying to accomplish. And then if you can, the more information you have, the better sale you can make to them. You can say, okay, you need this. This is why I think you should have this. Here's what I'm trying to put you, here's what I'm trying to put together to you so that it makes both of us better. So you want to talk to them. You want to get a feel for what they have going on. Something I have found very useful in my trade negotiations when you get to talk to people is have that other person rank different players on different uh, on your team and on their team hey rank your running backs for me well how do you value those running backs at this point the things they say may surprise you and the more information you have the more accurately you can depict what they're thinking and what you want to do in the trade for them also know their affiliations what teams do they like what players do they like 
what have they done traditionally? The more information you have on these people, you're not, you're not playing the team. You're playing the player. It's like poker. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what the cards are. If you can play the person now, Certainly the cards matter a great deal more in fantasy because there's going to be players you're targeting. If you're dealing from a position of strength, if you have players that you don't need on your bench, try and get a starter that is below one of their better starters. So not so much that they, they, that it's visually stunning to say, okay, Christian McCaffrey and David Montgomery, there's a startling amount of value difference there. You want that to be a lot closer. So you try to find someone that's lower and then you try to negotiate what is the difference between those two players in a second player. So you consolidate your two values into one of theirs that you are able to stick into your starting lineup and have a better overall lineup overall. Now that only works if they are dealing from a position of weakness. So they have had something go wrong, they've had an injury and now they have a position that is open. Their second flex is open. Uh, their second wide receiver, their second running back, whatever it is, they have a problem there. And they might not see it that way initially, but they've been punched in the mouth enough at this point, and that's why this is so important to be this timing, is that they should have an idea of what they are and aren't willing to put up with at this point. And I'm guessing that T.Y. Hilton after last week, probably not willing to put up with that anymore. That was probably their wide receiver three, and that's why you try to feed them a wide receiver off of your bench to upgrade a position on there from theirs. And I think that's the best way to do it, especially if you're, you drafted well and you're dealing from a position of strength. That's obviously where you want to be. If you're up in your league and you've put wins together already, you can even take longer bets. Like Christian McCaffrey isn't going to come back till next week. Maybe you target that guy because that guy doesn't have enough wins right now and he needs to do something right, right now. It's, it's those type of things that we're looking for. We're looking for weakness. We're looking for deficiencies. And if you have those deficiencies, you're looking to fill them. It's a supply and demand type thing, that, then that's why these trades work. And so you want to look at the teams that have Darius, Darius Slayton starting for them at wide receiver, the ones that have really volatile options starting for them. Those are the teams be more willing to trade. And then you look, okay, does that guy have Derrick Henry? Okay, let's see how we work Derrick Henry into this. But just know everybody is going after that player too. So you don't want to insult them with the offer by lowballing them either. You have to come correct, even if it's not your final offer. You definitely got to come correct if you're going to make one of these offers because an insulting trade to start it off is definitely going to sour everybody. It's not going to be a situation where a trade gets finished. You want to get them talking. You want to get them thinking about it. What do they like? What do they want to do? And then you work on that. You work them to the point where they or both y'all feel good about it and figure out how they evaluate trades. I just became aware that Yahoo has a trading feature on there that evaluates the trade for them. Make it look good in there if you can. I mean, you got to do whatever. You got to figure out what it is they value and how it is they're making the evaluation to really put put yourself in a position to take advantage of that. And you know what? A trade's usually going both ways. It's a bet either way on whatever players you're looking at. So if you think DeAndre Swift is going to take over that backfield, figure out a way to bet on that. Take that as the downgrade in the trade. Downgrade from your running back to DeAndre Swift if that's what you think is going to happen. If not, I mean, because this is this is it. You are going to have to evaluate these players and evaluate these trades and – 
you know, a list on ESPN isn't going to do it for you. You got to kind of think about this. And that's why I suggest listening to my podcast, because I will tell you what I think about all these individual players. So if there's someone you have a question on, go listen to that team's podcast. I marked those players with timestamps. So you can get an idea of what they've been doing, where they're at in the pecking order for their team's opportunity and their in the touches on that team and make good trades going forward. I like Debo Samuel, but Debo Samuel doesn't have enough snaps right now for people to see that he's about to come back in a big way. So you might have to wait on a player like that. Travis Fulgham, on the other hand, has put that production on the field, but people might not know who he is. So you kind of have to gauge where they're at with those players. Get them to rank those players on your bench and see how they feel. Then slip them into trades, get those upgrades. And then if you're the person that people are offering – uh, you know, they're, they're trying to get Derrick Henry off your team. They're trying to get Aaron Jones. They're trying to get these big time names. Make sure you get at least two things. I'm a big proponent of getting two things because if they're willing to give you one, they're likely to get willing to give you two. So maybe the second one isn't quite big and quite as big as the second, the first ask, but make sure just, just try it. It's a negotiation. All, the worst thing they can say is no. So go for it. Now, if you're losing them, you're losing them and, and you might ha- not have enough time Uh, And that person might not have enough time to really negotiate it out like that. But text messaging is highly effective. Figure out where they're at, figure out what they like, make the sale. Well, that's a quick hit for now, guys. I don't want to make these different trade talks and different smaller pods too long. Uh, Appreciate a like, listen, subscribe, all those different things and uh, go out there and trade. It's trade time right now. You know who these players are to a degree and and you just have to stand by your decisions. Stand behind it. Make a call. Don't just draft and let that be it because you made a call with 50 seconds left on a timer. Anyway, take the information. Go win your league. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.